you're in a unique position having played for Pop for so long. Obviously, Victor Wimbanyama, number one overall pick this mm-hmm. year. If you could give Wimby some advice about dealing with Pop, and obviously it's going to be a different thing because he's a number one well, he's overall pick. He's a different pick. Pop now, too, but yeah. it's a blessing for him. I think it's the perfect spot for him to, to become a professional. Um, you know, he's got Tony there to help him. Obviously, Boris played. He got a lot of French guys that have been through the organization to help him and to help guide him and just to learn how to be a professional and, and not take it for granted. They're going to, you know, monitor his body the right way. They're not going to overwork him. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess my, my word of advice is just just enjoy it, you know, embrace it and embrace the great. You got, you know, Tim Duncan in your backyard, David Robinson, all those, you know, big, great big men, Hall of Famers there and a city that's going to love you. They have some of the greatest fans in, in the league. Um, you know, it's a great city to live in. It's cheap living, no state tax, you know. Um, so I, I, I enjoyed my time in San Antonio very much, and it's a place I call home, and I think he'll enjoy it too. So just enjoy the ride, young fella, you know what I'm saying? And, and you know, do, do, do what you do, you know, see, see where you can take him. That's like that. That's like, your, that's like your, when your father becomes a grand, uh, grandfather. <laughs> and you're like, what? why you change? Right? <laughs> like, he, he, everyone's looking at Pop like, what? You're not gonna be yelling at yeah. This is a new pop. It's a different dad. This is a different one. If, if, if you have parents that have younger siblings, you're, like, you're, you're parenting sure. him differently than how you parent him. Yeah, yeah, what the yeah, hell's yeah, going yeah. on here? Who are you? Go get the switch. Yeah. You gotta get, get the, the switch. switch. Yeah. You just hurt him. But yeah, pop is still gonna be pop. He's just a different pop. But I think he he knows how to get the best out of guys, and it's a perfect you know situation for him. So last two number one overall picks for the Spurs: David Robinson, Tim Duncan, mm-hmm. both raised banners. Wendy Wimby's following in their footsteps, do you think he's going to be able to raise the banner as well for that Spurs team? It's looking a little shaky right now with that squad. For sure. It's going to take a couple of years. We, it's hard to, to predict anything with most players, um, even superstars. You never know what kind of turn, what kind of health issues. Um, he has the potential. A lot of guys have the potential. Um, but I think that they have the, he's in this position where they're going to surround him with the right pieces to give him an opportunity, a chance to do that. And um, I, I, I do think, said, you know, they say every organization has their downfall. Like, they had a quick turnaround. They weren't at the bottom for too long. Mm-hmm. I think they got two or three more years where they're going to figure it out yeah. and be back where they, you know, have been the last 20 years. You said when they, when they cut you the first time and then they bring you back. Mm-hmm. Spurs look like a group that they look for certain type of players. People. Right? People. Uh, People first, two. then, then, then yes. players. Yes. But, so... How many more years before they have the right, like, people in place for them? I say three. Three. Yeah, they're always going to find the right people. They always, they always find the right people. They first. always find the right. And I find those people to be players. Find the right players as those people because they're not dealing with Pop's, not dealing with Eagles. As long as Pop is around and the RC's around, they're going to have, you know, great character guys. And if you're not, you're not going to last there long. Um, but to find the players, there's a lot of talent out there. They're going to find... Uh, they, they always find hidden gems overseas somewhere. And then they always find good talent. But I, I think in the next, you know, three years or so, I think they'll have, he'll have the support he needs to be in the playoffs and then to make a run. Okay. And so, there's, there's only, so at that point, a lot of the teams that are the better teams are getting older. Mm-hmm. You know, the Milwaukee's, the Golden States, the Lakers. The Lakers have some good foundation, but then it's like, you know, New Orleans coming up, Zion, Memphis coming up. I think San Antonio could be one of those teams that's on the come up with those younger teams. Um, that's going to be a contender. You know, Boston still has some years left mm-hmm. with the younger guys. Um, so, yeah. So, uh, uh, OKC. OKC. Mm-hmm. Ooh, OKC, really is gonna, they, they're coming up with, with Shy. 
So let's talk a little bit about uh, the fun guy, Kawhi. You played with Kawhi yeah. with Spurs when he won his first finals MVP. It was kind of mm-hmm. unexpected at that point, but you were also part of that trade mm-hmm. to Toronto. Y'all won a championship together over there. So how do you compare Spurs Kawhi to Toronto Kawhi? I wouldn't say it was a big difference. Um, I know he's probably a different person now than he was then. He was starting to become a leader. We were the younger guys in San Antonio. And and we got to Toronto, we became older, but we became veterans. You know, I think I was at 10 years, and I think he was at like seven or eight, and all the other guys were younger, but we also had experience. So he was starting to come into his own as a leader. Um, he was more of an on-the-court leader in San Antonio. Now he's more vocal and on the court in Toronto. Um, so it wasn't a big difference, but I think as he won in Toronto and got to L.A., I think he started to become a lot more vocal. Um, also because it, he had to be. He was on the sideline some. He had to, you know, I wouldn't say coach and teach, but, um, you know, he had to be in the huddles more, you know, with some of the injuries he had. But coming from San Antonio, being in Toronto, you could see him coming out of the shell more. Was, when y'all got traded there, did y'all think, like, championship? No. Okay. <laughs> no. I mean, I was kind of blindsided. I had no idea that I was going to be a part of the package. Mm-hmm. I, we knew he wanted to get traded. Um but when when it said Toronto, obviously you know Toronto's a city. It's just a really good city. Yeah, so it's yeah. like I don't know, but I, I, I don't know. Story. <laughs> I, you know, it's not a bad place to be. Then I looked at the standings where they were the year prior, and I'm like, yeah, this is a good, this is a really good team. You know, we have a chance. The East is kind of wide open. Mm-hmm. Kawhi's a special player. I'm like, you know, he can definitely bring us to certain. I, I can help me and him defensively. Just on that basis alone, can give us a chance defensively. Um, if we, you know, make some shots or we find somebody to get, anybody get hot, whether it's Norman Powell, Fred Van Fleet, mm-hmm. you know, we're, and Pascal is coming out party. You know, this is before he even becomes Pascal Siakam. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Kalo's all-star. When I looked at it, I'm like, yo, we have some really, and then we made the trade for Marcus Gasol. We yeah. had Serge Ibaka. Defensively, we had all the pieces we needed to figure it out. Um, and it said you got that three-headed monster, maybe even four-headed monster in Golden State. We had... KD, Steph, Clay, Draymond. It, they had a lot of talent over there. You just said, you, you hope when you get there, you know, you figure it out. Mm-hmm. You hope for the best. You never know what's going to happen. And that's kind of what Tony told me in my first finals. He's like, you know, you play in Miami. Everybody's the underdog against Golden State or the Miami's when they have KD, when they had KD. It's like, you never know what's going to happen. Who's going to be healthy? Who's not going to be healthy? Who gets hot or not? As long as you get there and then, you know, anything can happen. He was like, and then sure enough, 2013 finals, we got there. Anything happened, you know, I got hot. We were up 3-2. We didn't win, but it was like we weren't predicted to go seven games with them. Mm-hmm. And the year after that, we weren't predicted to beat them 4-1. You just got to get there. And us in Toronto, we weren't predicted to beat Golden State, but injuries happen. You, know, you get there, you give yourself a chance, and, you know, Clay gets hurt, KD gets hurt. Um, and, you know, we, they balled out. Kyle Lowry balled out. Kawhi balled out. Pascal, we, we had, you know, everything in the, with the basketball guys was in our favor that year. So 17 was a sweep, I think 18. Yeah. But, and you, you know, you talk about injuries, but going into that finals, you're looking at this squad, mm-hmm. and then, you know, they, they suffer some injuries. You guys kind of have a, a, a lane now to be able to win that finals. So you said, well, I mean, how surprising was, you, was that for you? Did you feel like you got any redemption for those two previous years? When we, back play, with Spurs? we played in Toronto? When we, when we played in yeah, Toronto? We, yeah. For sure. I mean, that year, we, we were having a, a good year, too. That 2017 year, we just got LaMarcus. Kawhi was balling. I feel like we were clicking on all cylinders before the ankle injury happened. And it was just like, damn. It took the air out of us. He, you know, we were up 20. Second half, you know, they come back. And um, 
couldn't recover from that. He had to sit out the next game or so, next two games. Um, but we never really got an opportunity with that group. I, I still, even though we got a chance to beat them with Toronto, I still felt like with that group, if we had another opportunity to play him, you know, I, I the 2017 like, squad. Yeah, with Lamarcus, Kawhi. I think we had. I don't know if we had D West or not. He might have been in Golden State at that point. Um, but we had a good enough team, and I was like, you know what? You know, this is a great team. Golden State was a great team. But I feel like a healthy us playing them seven game series. I would have loved to have had that rematch again or see, seen that happen. So we're talking about Toronto. You got to talk about Drake. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. very <laughs> animated on sidelines. Yeah, for yeah. you, what was your experience like? You know, dealing with Drake, and what's your favorite mem- memories for? From Drake he was year. animated. I mean, most of the year he wasn't around until like toward the end of the year, then playoffs for sure. Um, you're not a big fan of that. Like coming from San Antonio, you're not a big fan of like the, the extracurricular, you know, BS that happens. But when when it's him, it's not bad. And when he's actually working, I think some of the antics that he was doing that was messing with Giannis at the free throw line, I think it kind of helped us a little bit. Um, so it was fun, fun and fun and funny to see, you know, him going back and forth with Katie and Steph in the Golden State series, and then, you know, messing with, you know, the Milwaukee team, and ha- you know, that's the owner's daughter wearing T-shirts, a bunch of random stuff going on. Um, so it was kind of funny, um, and to see him support us that way, it, it was it was great. You know, he'd be in the locker room with us, so it was dope. We got a chance to actually get a chance to, to I got a chance to, you know, know him on a different type of level, and be a part of something and share something with him, you know, win a championship that most people don't ever, you know, get a chance to experience at all ever in life, but not only just win a championship, but win a championship with, you know, an all-time celebrity star that in, in his field. Man, that's crazy. Yeah. That's legendary. Yeah, he had his own ring. I think he designed a, he, we had He designed a, his own? Yeah. <laughs> so he got one of our rings, and he got his own ring. So I think he has two. I've seen him randomly at Delilah with them shits on. I'm like, what the f*** is that? Like, where's that? Yeah, he had like two. Two is a championship ring. I'm like, nah, we don't got that one. He had a, yeah, he had, I think he has two. So after that season, you hit free agency again. And you talk about early on in your career kind of fighting to get a spot, you know, being mm-hmm. waves and all that stuff, the tough times. Mm-hmm. But for the first time really in your career now, you got teams that are actively pursuing. You're, you're a hot name in that free agency. At different times I have been, uh, but now I feel like I'm going through the same cycle as when I was younger. Yeah. You know, figuring it like everybody's waiting on trades. You're the old guy now coming off injury. You got to kind of showcase yourself. You got to go out and work out for teams. You got to do this. Um, so I've been on all, you know, I guess, spect- all aspects of free agency, all spectrum. I've, I've yeah. seen every, you know, angle of it, you know, being pursued, uh, being wait, waiting game, waiting for smiles to sign. Um, you know, it's an interesting, you know, thing because I feel like in life you feel like, yo, you always get, you've been through this before. And it's, it's new every time. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's, you never, it's never something you get comfortable with or something that you're like, you're still going to have your anxiety. You're still going to have your stress about it. You're still going to worry. You're still going to be like, I want to get this. I want to do that. Um, it's just human nature. You know, there's always new things coming at you, regardless if you've been through it before or not. Um, and, you know, this side, this time around, it's, 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 it's different for me. It's a little, it's a little different. So, Did it feel good to see, but back in 2019, to see just Team Thirsty for you? Like, this, it was good to, it was it, good to be pursued. It'd be, it'd be, it'd be for pursued, sure. I imagine. It's I, always, I hadn't been pursued like that. <laughs> Until that time. So I've been pursued a little bit. So after 2013, I wasn't free. So 2014, I think, or 2015, I was a free agent. I signed back with San Antonio. And I got, we got the deal done before it, was, it happened really fast. I didn't even chance because I was like, you know, I'm get paid here and I get a chance to win again here. So why would I not go back? And there's another memory of Pop that I was like, it wasn't a favorite memory, but it was a memory that I held to me. And he was like, 
I promise I'll be better. I'll be nice this time. <laughs> That's what he told you. And it, it, it never happened. <laughs> it never happened. But I was like, all right, cool. I'll sign back. Hopefully, coach me a little differently this time. Um, it didn't happen. But uh, yeah, I was pursued by some teams then, not heavily, but pretty, pretty good pursuit. But after 2019, heavily pursued, and actually ended up being the deal that I want. Like the place that I wanted to be, the deal that I wanted, everything that I hoped and wished for. You yeah. Know? You know, it, it was a, a great time for me to be able to, like, even though we had to wait, so we had to wait for Kawhi to, mm. to make his decision. So you had to wait a week. Yeah. It seemed like three months, months a week yeah, for yeah, free yeah. to see. We're like, all right, if Kawhi don't sign here, we'll take you. If this, so it's like, all right, we got to wait for Kawhi to sign, and maybe I can sign L.A., maybe the Clippers, or maybe Dallas. I don't know where I'm going yet. Everybody's waiting for Kawhi to sign. And when it happened, I was like, it all fell into place. You know, I was excited. I got a chance to play LeBron again and AD, and we had, we had a good group. We brought in Dwight. We had Rondo. We had... Yeah. A plethora of guys that we all respect. We all respect each other. All and guys that I've looked up to and watched play, and vice versa. So it, it was a, it was a fun. It was a good time, man. I, I enjoyed my time in LA. Were you talking to Kawhi at all while that was going on? Like, yo, dog, hurry up, my money too, bro. Uh, pick a, pick a team. A little bit, a little here and there, but I know him. So you know, I don't, yeah. it's like, yo, it's like, what, what are we thinking? What are we doing? First, it's like, <laughs> you know, are we, are we going back to Toronto? Like, what are we doing? Um, but if Toronto was to sign him, they wouldn't be able to sign me back either. Okay. So I don't know if that. Swedish to his decision or not, uh, but they they were only going to, to, to the tax for him. They're like, we're only going to tax for this guy. I mean, we love you, Danny, even if he doesn't come back, but we're over the tax already with all these okay. guys. So I was like, all right, cool, no no big deal. You know, I still have love for no love loss. Um, even even if he didn't come back, I was like, it was a good team, but I don't think we had a chance to win. Yeah. Um, so I was like, you know, let me find another place where I think we can win. I was like, Bron and AD. You have those two guys, you have, no matter who else is around you, you have a chance to win. So I was like, you know, you kind of try to manifest getting over to, to the squad, and it happened. What team you iron now <laughs> that can just, that can win? There's a lot of teams that I thought that I could fit on and that, I, that could win. Um, but it all is based on the chemistry. You know, I mm -hmm. thought Phoenix was a good team that I could, they signed a lot of younger guys, 3 and D guys. I feel like they have a lot of star power, but they're all mid-range scoring shooters. Mm -hmm. I feel like they need defense and some perimeter. So I thought uh, Phoenix was one. I thought Milwaukee was one. Um, if the trade with Dame happens in Miami, I thought Miami is one. Um, I think Philly can use some depth on the, the wing position. They have a lot of bigs, um, especially with the fact that we don't know what James is going to do. Mm -hmm. If the, the trade with James happens, Clippers might have to give some people. I thought Clippers could be an option. Um, so there's a couple of spots that, that, that could make sense. Mm -hmm. For me, it's not about the money. It's all about, it's about just to have an opportunity, again, to just hoop. I only have a couple of years left. I know I can still hoop, mm -hmm. um, but opportunity to showcase that I can still do it you know, at this, this level, at this age. And um, I want to go with teams that are not trying to groom their young guys because those teams, I'm just going to be on a, the role, a, a bench role, and just like trying to help groom them. I, I want to be on a team that's like in playoff contention but also needs vets to play. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm not saying I need to play 30, 35 minutes. You know, 20, 20 minutes is cool, 20, 25. And, you know, play some, some defense and then knock down shots for you. Um, those are the teams that I'm kind of looking to be a part of. <laughs> I'm just laughing because I would never have ever said that. Yeah, like, yeah. bring me in and play some defense. <laughs> no, I'm trying to get, I'm trying to get buckets. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I know, but I know what I'm, I know what my role is, man. You know what I'm saying? To try to, to bring to the table the chemistry, to be the glue guy. I'm not going to get a bunch of shots. Of course, I, I want to make some shots. When you get older, it's like, yo, when I'm, you, you know, I, my last couple of years, even Philly, I'm going to say it's a jinx or I don't look at it. I don't, I'm not superstitious, but I, 
started getting more of my injuries while I was in Philly. And I was just like, damn, maybe I'm not able to play 30, 32, 35 anymore. It's like, mm-hmm. play 20, 25. And you know, that's where I need to fit, like where I need to be. Where you can still hoop, get a rhythm, but not, because you can give 30 minutes, but not for 82. It's mm-hmm. like, I can give you, on, if we need you, for, you need me for 30, I'll give you 30, 35 mm-hmm. one time. <laughs> But for 82, nah, I, I can't, you know, because the, the recovery for the next game, we got four and, and seven nights or four and six nights. Yeah. I don't know if I'm going to make this a you know, night, night three. I might not be here for you. Yeah. So if you want to sustain a good, efficient, you know, production, you know, you got to keep when you're older. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device, or play on PC through Facebook Games. It brings you to another good question: just low management. Yeah. When you talk about that, and that's the thing, you know, we talk about young guys. Young guys, your ass can't low manage. You yeah, got, you got to play. But at what age or what point do you now say, "All right, I can give you that 35," but yeah, I'm gonna need. A, I started gonna... seeing it more when I said when I got to San Antonio with Manu because he was starting to. And I, this reason why I started it wasn't because I was better than Manu. It's because they were managing Manu's you know, his hamstrings. And he always, if he played more than like 30 minutes, often it would be a lot on his body and mm-hmm. when I recovered. So I was like, okay. And he's probably around, you know, 34-ish. It is different for different guys, you know, mm-hmm. but I, I think, I'm going to say guys hit the decline, but I think your body and the, the, the miles you put on it, it starts to, to add up when you get to year like 12, 13 in the league. And that may be different ages for different guys, but I think around the 33, 34, it's like, all right, you need to start micromanaging how you're going to, handle your minutes and your production to be fresh for playoffs when we need you. Now playoffs, there is no limit on it. We need to play you 30, 40, because you have more rest days in between. It ain't, you know, three and five nights. It's, it's one, two days off and, you know, another yeah. one. Um, but to, to keep guys fresh for that time of the year where it, where it matters the most in April, May, and June. That makes sense. So let's talk a little bit about your time with the Lakers. You come over 2019. AD also comes over. Mm-hmm. You talk about that special crew, that unit. Then COVID happens. Yeah, world bubble. shuts down. Bubble, man. But y'all come back to the bubble. And you talk to people all the time. They always try to discredit that bubble championship. I feel like a lot of that has to do with LeBron hate, but Lakers mm-hmm. hate. It's kind of this perfect storm, <laughs> perfect storm. Of, of generational things <laughs> to hate on. Mm-hmm. But when you look back, what were your experiences like in the bubble? And, you know, you it won was, three chips. How does that ring compared to the other two in terms I, of difficulty? I, I always tell everybody it was the hardest one. Yes. It, it was the hardest one by far. You hear that, people? <laughs> by far. You hear um, that, Jordan fans? <laughs> I, obviously, winning, um, you know, beating Miami after losing the year was tough. Being your first one in San Antonio, uh, but we won four one. Playing in Toronto, winning outside of you know Spurs organization, it was not easy. I won four two, but just the mental and emotional strain of no matter how nice the place is, even if you're if you're this is a beautiful place. If you're here for a hundred days yeah. and you can't leave. It's gonna it's gonna put a lot of strain on you emotionally and and mentally, you know. Um, and and we were playing. It wasn't like we had a bunch of days in between because you know you had to make sure you had games like every other day. So, um, but it, it was a lot, man. And I don't have PTSD or anything like that. But, but when you bring up that bubble. I'm not the type of that I tell people this all the time. I'm not the type of guy to give any money back. Mm-hmm. But if they try to bring up the idea of another bubble again, 
Y'all can have that one, man. I'm... Have you been able to go to Disney World? Obviously, you got nah, first nah. son on the way. Will you ever take him to Disney World? We're going to wait some time, man. Or no. Nah. We're going to wait some time. It was time. that bad. Like... It was tough, man. And it was, and it was a beautiful setup. I'm not going to say you could fish. Guys can golf. You could walk around. But just being in the same space every day. So we were there. So some teams weren't there for that long. We were there for two, two months before our families came in. July, yeah, July and August. They came in like September-ish. We were there for another month and a half after. So about three, almost 100 days. Um, I didn't tell many people this, but like, it started getting weird, man. I started getting vertigo. Like, I didn't even know what the hell that was. You would know, be like getting dizzy. I'm like, what the hell is vertigo? And you get a slight case of that. And this was like toward the end of it, of course. Um, but yeah, man, it just mentally and emotionally, it puts a lot on you. Yeah. Well, as a hooper, you're used to obviously road trips, time away from your family. That shit is healthy because, yeah, you know, yeah. then you come back and it really strengthens that bond. Yeah. So you get two months, like literally no family, then family comes and y'all motherfuckers is here every single day. It's, it's, it's kind of, so I love my teammates. I love my guys. I love my family, I love my <laughs> wife. Um, and I love the Lakers organization. Um, and I had a chance actually to go back to the Lakers this past year when I got bought out from Houston. Um, but when I, and I love RP, Rob Palenka, mm -hmm. but when I got a chance to talk to R RP on the phone, all I could think about was the bubble. And I was just like, <laughs> damn. And, I, and it just really kind of pushed, pushed me away from like, I'm like, damn, I don't know if I can, can do this again. I just remember being there every day with these guys and being with RP every day. And I'm just like, you know, I love those guys, but it's just, Every day. I don't, I don't know if I want to be around him that much anymore. After leaving there, it's like, I, I love seeing Bron. I love seeing AD. We experienced something great. You know, I had Dwight with me when I came to Philly. But being back in that space with them, again, it's going to bring back so much of <laughs> that time where it's going to be, I'm just I'm like, and not going to be in a good mental space there. I mean, like were there things that... <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, like, and you say, Gil, you got a lovely house, but if they locked us in here for 100 days and I got to get my nose swabbed every morning to oh, be able to, yeah, to work yeah, with yeah. you, I'm going to be like, yeah, yeah, I'm not yeah. with Gil like that. But for you, like, <laughs> did it kind of feel like AAU almost, but like a, in a sick, twisted, demented type of fashion? Yeah, like, even like worse, tournaments back even in the day? AAU tournaments, you play a couple games, you leave on the road, you go yeah. somewhere. Um, it's maybe a week. <laughs> you know, yeah. you maximize that times 10. You, you, even you go on vacations or road trips with your family. Yeah. You take them in doses. Yeah, you know, yeah, I, was, no, I love no. my, my family. I love my parents. I love my in-laws. But I only take them for about three or four days. Yeah. Then I'm good. But if I have to take for even two weeks, I'm like, look, man, I might have to choke somebody. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You might be ready to be at odds. You're at the point where nah, I'm not ever talking to this person again. Now, 100 days is, a, is, a, is another story. That's how I am with the pool. What do you no, mean? So, no, I, I, I really get what you. So, you know, because of the knees, I had, uh, you know, three knee surgeries, you know, in 14 months. So I had a lot of, doing a lot of pool, mm -hmm. you know, rehabbing. Every time I look at the pool, all I can think of is the rehab inside that. So I won't even jump You, you want to get shit. in the pool no more? <laughs> no, nah, I don't even jump. I look at it, keep it clean. It's been three years. Everybody it. else in the pool. Yeah, yeah. get in the pool. Nah, I'm like, good, man. The pool is not the same. I, it's not enjoyable. It was like work. As yeah. soon as I get in the water, it's like exercise and I'm good. Yeah, it's tough, man. <laughs> so one, three chips. I know everybody always asks you, what's your favorite one? Blah, blah, blah. We're not going to ask that shit. But you got three championship rings. Mm -hmm. Let's just say... Worst case scenario, unfortunate events happen, and you need to pawn one of those rings. Which one of those rings? Got to save one. How about that? Save yeah. one. You got to save, save one. one. You got to save I want to know which one is the best. Which one do you think you can make the most bread off if Ooh. you had to sling it? 
I could probably make the most of the Lakers one. Yeah, you know, um, somebody. And so that's probably the one you want to keep. Uh, San Antonio is a little older, so the, it's a nice ring. <laughs> But it's not as nice as the Toronto. The Toronto one is ridiculous. Okay. It's the biggest one. Toronto's, Toronto's the biggest, biggest one. one. Toronto's the biggest Ooh, one. Ooh, okay. I wouldn't have guessed that. But here's the thing, though. If you sell the Lakers ring, a Lakers fan will buy it and just give it back to you because that, that's how they're... Possibly. That's how possibly. You probably get the most money for it. You know, it's was, it was a bubble year. It's Kobe year. And, you know, Lakers fans, it's, it's a bigger, you know, fan base throughout the nation. Mm-hmm. Um, now, obviously, Can- Canadians are, are special, man. They treat you unbelievably. So it'd be between those two, but I'll probably keep the Toronto one and sell the LA one because I'll get the most for the LA one, and the Toronto one I think I won't say I like the most, but I think it's I won't say more meaningful, it's just, but it's just like for sure. yeah, you know. But the LA fans they'll give it back to you and you can sell that shit again. Possibly. <laughs> Possibly. Keep, just just keep keep going. Is that what Lamar did? Yeah, yeah. Is that what happened with Lamar? Yeah, yeah. Somebody okay. bought his rings. I think uh, even Slava. Canadians would probably do the same, honestly. Yeah, bought yeah. his rings and gave it back to him. Yeah, Slava's trying to raise money for Ukraine, so I think they bought him and gave it back to him. Canadians would definitely do the same. Like I could definitely sell it to Canadian. They'd be like, nah, you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Drake, you want a third ring, yeah. but you want you want another one? Yeah. So let's talk a little bit. You come in, you come in your rookie year with LeBron, you get to see that version of LeBron. Then mm-hmm. you come to Lakers 2019, 2020 mm-hmm. and see that version of LeBron. Kind of same question I asked you with Kawhi. How did LeBron change? It wasn't no more of the dancing and all that no, type no, of no. shit. He was still the same he guy. He was still doing all that. He's still a big ass kid, man. And it's crazy to see, like I said, you know, he has grays and stuff, you know, he got He's older now, and but he's still every chance he gets, you know, playing around, dunking the ball. I'm like, you know, a year twenty at this point, or it was, it was year eighteen for him. Yeah. And I, I wasn't old at the time. I'm like, bro, how are you doing this? Like, just messing around, don't like save. I would be saving my energy if I could. But he, any chance to get dancing, joking, cracking jokes, dunking the ball, any chance he got, shooting half court shots, shooting one legged runners. Um, obviously, he learned how to lead better going to Miami. When I had him in Cleveland, he was a lot younger. We had Shaq, you know, Shaq was one of the guys I guess was supposed to teach him how to lead. Um, but Shaq was older at that point. And, um, you know, I think they got along, but it just didn't work well. We didn't win. Uh, him going to Miami and learning from that organization, learning how to be a winner and learning, you know, the right way to play. He always played the right way, but I think the details, I think he learned a lot of details there. Obviously brought with him to other organizations when he came back to Cleveland and went back to LA. You know, the details of, no, 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 let's do this again. Let's run through it again. No, I, didn't, I don't like how he did that. You know, go over the screen. Or, nope, I don't like him in that spot. Don't put Danny there. And I'm like, you damn, yeah, you're right. Don't put me here. I don't feel like in the dunker. And that's not where I'm supposed to be. Mm-hmm. You know, I want him making that pass. I want him making that pass. Um, so small things and going through it again um, and taking that part a little more serious was the, the only difference. So you also had a chance to, like you said, play with the Sixers. You and Dwight went over there. So you've been mm-hmm. a part of the process. Yeah. So from your vantage point, just looking at this whole James Harden situation, yeah. what are your thoughts as somebody who's been a part of that organization? And, and are you rolling with Harden on this side or are you rolling with Sixers management? It's tough, man, being caught in the middle because, uh, you know, I've always loved James's game, being a competitor, competing against him. I only got a chance to play with him for a couple months. I got a chance to play with him. I love, you know, got a chance to play with him. I enjoyed it. I also enjoy Daryl Morey. I understand Daryl Morey. Um, always going to side with the player because I am a player, but also is that I don't think he's wrong. If he was promised something, I said this other day, if he's promised something, you should you know, come through with the promises. Um, <clears throat> now, with, with that being said, I do think that Daryl Morey is the guy that has the best interest at heart for James and anybody else in the league. Um, it's just that 
I think Daryl values his players a lot more than anybody else does. Not just James, but anybody that tries to get a trade with Daryl, even for Tobias, mm -hmm. he's going to ask for a lot because he values that guy. So he's not going to trade James for anything. He wants to get value in return. He values James very highly. And, you know, the Clippers are not going to want to do that because they may not value the same. They might not think, like, we need to give up these many, this many pieces, mind you, because they don't have to. You know, they, I feel like they have most of the leverage. James is giving them more of the leverage by saying, I don't want to be here anymore. So it's like, you guys need to make a, a decision or I'm not playing in training camp. Um, but at the end of the day, I said, I think they need to sit down and, and figure it out him and Daryl because I think Daryl has his best interest. I think James needs to come back and, and, and play and give Philly an opportunity to play with Joel because it's only going to be hurting the guys in the locker room and, and the guys he built you know relationship with. And you know obviously this new CBA rules and things like that of fines, I think he'll be hurting himself, he'll be hurting the team, and I think he'll give himself a better chance if he plays for free agency next summer. Obviously you're getting older, um, and Philly may be the spot to pay you again next year. You don't know, but I think Daryl Moore is the, the guy that has probably the best interest at heart for him. You got to buy some of that best, wine. Best, best friends fighting. That's what it yeah, is. Yeah, I mean, it happens. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You go through your phases. You may not be talking for a couple months, but you figure it out, you come back to it. And, um, you know, Daryl said find a compromise in middle grounds where at least come up with half the promise. I don't know what he promised mm -hmm. him, but listen, we can do this, we can do that, or we can figure it out. But he's got to come through on some type of terms to, to appease James. So let's talk a little bit. You got a podcast inside the green room. Mm -hmm. You've been doing this for, what, a couple of years now? I actually started right when I went to Toronto, before I got, so it was 20, the trade happened 2018. So you were so, yeah. OG oh, in the game? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you feel like people are jacking your style? Like, you see all these players I wouldn't now, say that. But you I look like, that. why I've been doing when this you, shit? When you see players get, new players get podcasts, you're like, oh, it's dope. But you're like, I think they kind of saw, mm -hmm. you know, me and JJ and CJ, like certain guys that were yeah. early on, like, okay. I think they saw that and was like, you know, it's a good idea, let me try that. Um, but I don't think they're Jack and Styles. I'm not hating on them. I think it's dope that some people are following suit yeah. um, and actually, you know, seeing some of the things. But it's also certain guys. I'm like, I'm happy for. Like, I even see like a guy like Tyrese Maxey. Like he's he's young and doing it. And it's like, oh, he's actually, and he's maybe I was a part of reason why he started a podcast. Maybe I had impression, you know, an impression on him. Um, and then some guys that I think are using it for different reasons. Um, but, you know, it's really for the older guys that are on their way out the league. Okay. Um, it, it's great to have a voice when you are playing. It's great for some guys to stay relevant. Um, some guys like to stir the pot, stir shit up. Some guys like to, you know, get the hot, you know, hot takes. Um, but all in all, I think it, it gives us a voice, and, and it's great. We're, we're more than just, you know, basketball players on the court. We have other things we like to discuss, talk about, whether it's movies, hobbies, fishing, mm -hmm. kids, our families but also at the same time express what actually happened in certain instances that the fan may not see or know about. Oh, why did he not play that way? Or why did he get fouled? Or why did he get, or what happened on this? Or what did he mean when he said that in the media? So like, now if there's a, an article that comes out, it's like, all right, this is what I said, but y'all didn't get the whole, now I can recorrect it. 2018, you're probably one of the first ones then. It was early on. I think it was said me, I think CJ was in there. I think JJ was one. So yeah, we got five years in. Yeah. So like a month ago was five years for us. Well, so was the, when you in, was it just audio? No, we started audio the first couple. Okay. But mine right. blew up because everybody thought I had, <laughs> everybody thought of the insight on what Kawhi was thinking and do. So when the trade happened, 
you know, they thought I had the inside, inside <laughs> scoop on what Kawhi was thinking. Yeah, you should have been pump faking so, it. And then when I got to Toronto, they gave us a studio. We had a nice studio. And, you know, we had you know, a lot of subscribers. Canadians love their, their, their Raptors. Mm-hmm. Um, so we had a good following there. And then in L.A., with great following. So it, it, it turned out really good. You got to milk that shit. It was like, good, man. You want to know where Kawhi's going? <laughs> like and subscribe. <laughs> so, you know, you've done a ton of episodes, had a ton of great guests on. Who was, who was the guest that you really want to get onto your pod? Oh, that's a good question, man. Um, there's always a lot of different, there's a lot of athletes. I feel like I've done different types of athletes. I've done like a UFC fighter. I've done, you know, inside. I haven't done a boxing one. Um, but for me, it's a, Basketball guys, it's kind of the same. Even though it's a, everybody wants, oh, LeBron James or mm-hmm. you know this guy or Steph Curry, um, it's all basketball. I feel like I want to talk about something different. You know, inside, I'm more of a movie guy, mm-hmm. so like, I would, I'm more interested in the production of movies. How does that work? You know, how does behind the scenes of this? You know, Winning Time is big right now. Mm-hmm. You know, Jim Heck. I had Jim Heck on, I think, before. The legend, Jim. Um, so you know, certain like certain actors or actresses, their mindset of certain roles they've played. You know, I like to get into the mind of other professionals and see, you know, what their thought process is of how they approach the game or whatever field that they're in. And that could be, you know, a cook, a chef. It could be a guy that does archery. It could be, you know, a guy that does darts. You know, just seeing how learning those things that I have no clue about, that's what interests me more than anything. Um, But if I had to pick one person... It depends what kind of pod are you looking for. Are you looking for like drama? Just for your joy. No, who you like? I, I can get anybody on the pod. If if I'm you, who are you picking? Probably Jay Z. Okay, I see. There you go. Oh, that's a a good pod one. with Jay Z or 500K. That's tough, man. Pod or five. That's a tough question right there, man. You can make 500 I don't think the anybody. You, uh, right. uh, you uh, might, uh, maybe. I want the pod. Yeah. It's when hard to pass up 500K. I know, but when you listen to him, like, he gives you so much good 100%. shit. 100%. That That's why it's can, a tough one. Yeah, yeah, you can leave there and just... I'm going to do, the, I'm do the pot. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I'm going to do the pot for sure. He's right. I'm going to do the pot. And you mentioned Jim But Hank. to me, it's like I don't hold anybody's conversation in that high oh, of regard. Facts. That's, no, that's facts. To be too. like, oh, pass up 500,000. Like, that's just a light <laughs> day. Like, yeah, let's throw up this 500,000. <laughs> you know, 500,000 is a lot of money, man, yeah. for a conversation. But that conversation... I think it's worth it for yeah. sure. But you mentioned Jim Heck and Winning Time. Love the show. Mm-hmm. I wish I could be able to promote it, but I'm in SAG and I'm in Writer's Guild. Oh, okay. Those are big no-nos. <laughs> okay. I've been watching at the crib, like, <laughs> wanting to get the tweets off and all that shit and, and can't do it, but that's definitely a show. Yeah, you know man. What I mean? It's a but, dope show. It's a dope series. And would you ever make the move into acting? Obviously. You, I would love to. I would, okay. I'm the type of, said as we get older, I think so we appreciate, you know, people appreciate school when they're older because you, you appreciate learning. You hold, hold on to it better when you're older. And I think I'm one of those people who want to learn about everything. You know, I want to learn to cook one day. I want to learn how to sail. I want to learn how to fly a plane. Um, so definitely acting, me being a movie buff and into TV series type of things, I would definitely love to learn how a production of a movie happens and also how to act yeah. in a movie. So, um, yeah, for sure, it's something I would, I would get into. So last question for you. So, so you're a second-round pick, but mm-hmm. you carved out a nice career for yourself. I don't like to pocket watch, but you made over $100 million in contracts. I, I didn't know that. But yeah. you know, <laughs> you know, so we do, we do our research. I just, I just collect. <laughs> so me and Gil got a movie ID. No, I'm just kidding. We need some bread from But what advice would you give to a young player like yourself with maybe a second-round pick on how to stick in the NBA? I mean, it's, it's kind of the same as what most guys give. You know, never get too high, never get too low. But um, for me, it was, 
it was, enjoy the ride, but just, you know, you take advantage of your resources. You know, never take any of these days for granted of the guys you're around. You know, ask mm -hmm. questions. You know, ask questions to be annoying. You know, you know, Kobe, God rest his soul, he was probably annoying as hell to Michael Jordan. You hear his speech about it, he asks questions. <laughs> and he was a great, and he learned. Um, so even, there's so many examples you can use, but um, the biggest advice is, you know, obviously, don't take it for granted to so work every day like it's your last work, like you're the last guy on the bench trying to make a team, even if you are on a rotation or not. So don't take for granted whether you're a starter or you know, you're getting paid because they can be taken away that quickly. Um, but I said, just use your resources, ask questions, enjoy your teammates, your time, because it goes really fast. Mm -hmm. The camaraderie of it, of being and traveling with the group. Um, and, and make the time that's necessary for you know, the people that got you there. Your family, you know, whether it's your kids, your coaching, and don't forget to ever, you know, forget where you came from and give back to where those places you came from. I hope y'all listening out there. Yeah. If y'all trying to get those bags too, <laughs> you get to 14, 15 years, multiple rings. You got four I've rings. Been, I've been blessed, man. I've been lucky. One, one uh, NCAA. That's what I'm saying. Three. Four of them things. I've been lucky, man. I've, I've been on some great teams. I got zero too, good. No, I got five. They all Kobe's though. I ain't on them. <laughs> <laughs> hey, wear with pride. But Danny, we appreciate you. I pulling appreciate y'all, man. This is dope. And everybody dope. watching this show, make sure you watch his show inside the green room inside as well. Inside the green room. This has been another episode of No Chill with Gilbert Arenas. We'll be back with more very soon.